everyone and welcome back to Say You Want To Be Ever. I'm Erin, a second year veterinary medicine student at the University of Nottingham. And I'm Sophia, a fourth year veterinary medicine student at the University of Surrey. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest and open discussions about life as a vet student and share the inspiring and motivating experiences of vets in the industry from their vet school journey and beyond. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at So You Want To Be A Vet, where we'll be sharing behind the scenes clips, doing live Q&As and much more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel of the same name where we upload regular videos such as CV and personal statement writing tutorials, interview skills and much, much more that will help you build a strong application to vet school. As you know, exam season is fast approaching and with GCSEs and A-levels cancelled this year, many secondary schools and sick forms have switched to teacher assessments being used to determine grades, um, which we understand that can be just as, if not more, stressful than the exams you were going to have anyway that have been cancelled. So, yeah, this week we're basically just going to have a nice chat about some of the different things that we found um, useful when it comes to revision. So this can be, you know, from scheduling, planning, study sessions, color coding, you know, active recall techniques, sort of the whole scope of it because we've gone through it all. So it's going to be really important to make sure that you, you know, allow yourself time to rest and relax as well. So we're going to have you covered on everything and just like make sure that you're ready to tackle these exams. Exactly. So um, starting at the beginning, I find it's most important to have a study plan, like a really strong one, because up until that point, I feel so overwhelmed because I sort of look at everything all as one giant thing. And I'm like, I have all of this revision to do. But once I break it down and allocate myself times, then it all feels a bit more manageable. What do you think, Sophia? See, here's where you're going to see that every vet student is different because I'm completely the opposite. I hate times tables. <laughs> I think it's just I've got this inherent idea of like hate being told what to do. So I see times table, even though I make them myself, I still see it as like the defiant side of me is just like now that it's written down, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so for me, I work, I do still use times tables because sometimes you just have to but I prefer making a plan in my head. Like I'm really bad with this, but I've been doing it for five years and I'm kind of used to it now. I don't write anything down. I'll just make a plan to my head. And if it's in my head, I'll stick to it. So I'll just have a look at my exam timetable and be like, okay, I've got farm this day, equine this day, this, this way. So I'll look at how much content I have for each. And then I'll be like, okay, realistically, how much time do I need to allocate to farm? Which is my weakest? Which ones needs the most? Which notes, you know, are actually finished? And then sort of allocate time spare. And I just remember, I don't know, I've never written it down. I've never been like, oh, okay, I'll write this. Never. I love stationery. And I wish I was one of those people that wrote cute stuff down. But um, no, I keep everything in my head, which doesn't always work. But yeah, that's kind of like, my system of doing it um how about you Erin what do you think this is the big question study group <laughs> independent study that that is the biggest question isn't it so before university I had such sort of 
a strict plan with myself with my a-level work and i had like a bit of a foolproof method of how i'd revise and it's like yeah and like i i really feel like i hacked the system for a-levels because i would sort of I, I would like have my process, my way of revising my flashcards, my active recall, when I'd like start past papers before, and I do this for every end of unit test. Like honestly, I was such a sweat, but um, I do that for every end of unit test and um, it, it would always work. And I was like, this is great. I only need myself. I don't need group study. I'll just get distracted. And then I got to university and I realized that this sort of like way of studying, I'd like, got down to fine art just didn't work anymore because of the way that vet school teaching is so different and um again there's so much content so you can't and there's no end of unit tests so I kind of panicked and was like okay I can't revise in the same way but so I was such a strong like independent study um like sort of person and then I got to university and I was like group study all the way because if you can't remember something the chances are someone else will and then they will say it and they'll be like now you said it in that way I'll remember it and it will stick and then you go into the exam and it will ask you a question on something and you'll be like I remember when so and so said that so I know the answer and you those things stick a bit more um that's what I find anyway what about you Again, I'm going to go the opposite way. I mean, like you, I had A-levels down to a T, but unfortunately you will come to realize that next school is like a whole different game. So for me personally, I like independent study and it's just because by the time it gets to exams, I'm in such a state that I don't really think people would want to put up with me. Like I do enjoy studying in the proximity of other people. Like that is true. I like, I've always usually done this like in our vet school we have like a floor that's just like a dedicated study space um and i had like my two three friends that were like die hard you know study at school type of people because some people love studying at home i'm a study at school type of person so we would you know sit together each person had their laptop it would like be deadly silent but we would be technically in a group because if someone had a question they'd be like what is this and you'd be like I don't know what that is. And someone else would be like, actually, I do know what that is. But that was very scarce. It was mostly like independent study with companionship. <laughs> so you felt less lonely studying together. But I think also vet school makes you not superstitious, but it makes every experience really stick with you because the one exam I ever did group studying for, like actual group studying, like on a whiteboard and blah, 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 was the one exam I failed by like less than a percent mark so like i think that kind of ruined my experience of group studying because like that's the one time i did it and that was the one time i failed by like a tiny little bit which just obviously i was very angry about it but yeah from then on i was like i'm never studying in a group again which is so sad because so many people love to do it at vet school and they're like come along to our study session i'm like no thank you <laughs> i'll be a loner so yeah Again, everything, you'll figure out your way. First year is what, you know, figuring stuff out is for. So moving on to techniques. Erin, what technique do you use this year? <laughs> because it changes every year, doesn't it? Last year, I was like, I have my way. And then it got to exams. So I was like, everything I've done doesn't make sense. I, I've not done it all right. And then I changed it up. And then um, this year, my approach has been um, quite 
bad really because um I work from paper and you'll come to find that when you come to vet school there are hundreds of textbooks and there's no like when when you're at a level you have aqa year one biology and everything you need to know is in there when you get to vet school you have loads of different textbooks and everything is spread out and there's not one like resource that you can go to so i i type my notes and then i print them all out and it's really bad and i feel bad for all the trees and yeah it's really not a thing that I, I feel guilty about it a lot um but anyway um so I print out my notes because I need to physically see them because um again I've never sort of had to prepare for a closed book university exam I'm only preparing for open book exams so far hopefully next year will be different we can hope we can pray but um maybe I don't, do hope, don't hope for closed book exams <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> open all the way <laughs> oh but um yeah so this year is um open book again but um i've changed my approach so i have my printed out notes i go through them like they are a textbook for that module and i highlight the very important information because a lot of the time when you have practicals you have sdls and you have lectures the information is repeated and it's repeated throughout all my notes and so what i do is i then open on my computer i have um a document for i don't know uh urogenital systems um histology um urogenital systems pharmacology um the estrus the cycle and things like that and then i'll add into those documents the bare minimum like condensed tables flow charts diagrams and then that way i've like gone through the notes put them into something useful that i can use in the exam but again i don't know how that's really going to help me when it comes to closed book exams and i will probably change my approach again just because it's not active enough it's very passive and when you're trying to memorize things you do need to go back you do need to do active recall you need to do cover the cover and fill in the blanks and flashcards and all those different things but this year i've i've taken the approach of going over all of the information and condensing it so one i remember most of it and i understand the big concepts but also two i know where to go in the exam if i need to use my notes so that's how i've gone for it i know fifth year exams are very different sophia aren't they so i don't know how you've changed your approach yeah i mean i've only had one set of open book exams like all of mine have been closed book except for one semester in fourth year which were open but honestly they were the hardest exams i've ever set and i didn't actually end up looking at my notes because we were so short for time so my technique hasn't really changed from that perspective of changing it too much from covid because unfortunately our uni is kind of crazy and um they take exams very seriously um but yeah basically I've changed it every single year. Like when I tell you I've changed it every single year, not only every single year, like probably every semester, because we have exams, one ex like one set of exams per semester, I've, I've changed it every single time. And I think what you'll do through vet school is like you'll keep thinking that there's the gold standard, like the right way to do that. And you'll think like, well, surely like, you know, my friend Megan sitting next to me knows what she's doing. Like she'll have the, the key. There's no key, like, trust me, there's no key. 
there's just a whole bunch of keys and you know they'll kind of open the door sometimes sometimes they won't um and you just have to try them out like for me i still haven't really found the right key like it's just the hard thing is with vet school is that you you have a whole bunch of content but you will not be able to cover it all like just no way so you have to sort of understand that you have all this stuff which you really kind of need to know but you know you can't so it's really just about how can i be selective and i think that's basically what i've done and that's not by guessing what's going to be on the test because you'll never get it right that's just by looking at first of all like common things i know sometimes vet school they they teach you kind of weird stuff but just like stuff that's been repeated a lot in different parts of the module you'll probably need to know that you know stuff like you need to you become an expert at kind of like picking up clues from lectures like what they mention a lot like what they put more effort into sometimes they'll go the complete opposite way but um yeah kind of like become an expert kind of like picker of of things and in terms of like actual technique for learning um for me it's a combination of like a ton of repetition and just reading something and then sort of thinking about it and you know saying okay so this this and this and just kind of thinking about it and for me it got a lot easier when it came to cases just because body systems it's very hard to make something make sense when it's biology um when you get to cases it kind of makes a bit more sense because it's something you can remember as like a bubble or like a whole so for me like what kind of works best was doing sort of spider diagrams um with different things so one presentation i would just do spider diagrams of that and you know go down and do differentials and do diagnostics and sort of that way you cover a lot of content like quite quickly um but yeah i still honestly haven't really found the right way i think pdfs work really well for me like erin said she works really well from paper i hate paper like if I could never like touch a piece of paper ever, I keep all my notes 100% on my laptop. All my work for forever, like for the whole year is all on a hard drive and on my laptop. So everything I do, I like reading through notes like on my laptop and going back and reading it again and highlighting everything on my laptop like I am. Definitely. Again, like we were saying, like, maybe I think it might be useful for some of our listeners that don't have GCSEs and don't have A-levels but still have teacher assessments and sort of made made up and newly created exams to sort of that will determine their grades and um, if we sort of discuss kind of what we did at um, A-level time just for a bit of like their own peace of mind because um, again like we understand like although A-levels and GCSEs have been cancelled, they also kind of haven't. So um, they haven't been. So I don't know. My approach to A-levels was, um, so throughout the year, I'd make revision resources. So I'd write my notes in class. Then I would type them up under like specific subtitles. Then I'd make flashcards. And then I would practice and practice and practice. And I'd be like, mum and dad, please ask me the questions um and like we'd all sit and ask each other the questions that was when i did do group study at a level when we'd ask each other flashcard questions um yeah so that's what i did throughout the year and then by time it came to 
sort of the second half of year 13 kind of where you guys are now it was past papers on past papers on past papers and then sort of looking at what concepts don't I understand and then perhaps watching a video then perhaps drawing it out in a different way to try and visualize it on a different poster and then I put it on the wall and then I have a look at it a couple of times a day and it wouldn't be like because a lot of people put like questions on sticky notes around their bedroom and things I know that's a popular technique and that didn't really stick with me but if I had a diagram on my wall and I sort of looked at it for two minutes in the morning like oh yeah that's how water is transported through the xylem vessel of a plant um it would stick and um as it got to um like crunch time like the few days before an exam it would just be a case of okay what are these concepts that i know but i could lose a few marks on and then it was just just answering questions on those going through my old flashcards I've made answering the questions that were there and then like trying to draw like my diagrams from memory so then I'd have a look at that one on the wall and I'd be like okay that's what happens let me scribble it down quickly in five minutes and then check if it matches and I'd do that until it would match and so it's just again for me active recall closed book exams worked really really well and um it depends on what type of learner you are and there's quizzes you can do online that might be useful yeah for me I'm a visual learner so it's just it was a case of memorizing diagrams and just sort of that when I was writing I don't know six mark exam answers I could sort of imagine the diagram in my head and where the arrows were and where the color coding was and that was that's just how my brain works um but again it's different for everyone so i don't know what your top like you said you had a foolproof a level method so i don't i don't know whether that was different sophia yeah so honestly a levels although the exams you know themselves were quite hard I thought they were pretty straightforward just because I had, I don't know, I thought there was really good guides and I think that's what I was missing when I went to uni. Like for chemistry and A-levels, like for chemistry, we did um, Cambridge certificates, so CIE, and there was like this book called Chem Guide, which was like basically our curriculum just like condensed. Um, and our text, like our main textbook was really good as well. So I basically like taught myself like biology and chemistry because our teachers were like not great um, and they didn't really understand A-levels super well because I did mine in Spain. So I was kind of one of the only few people doing A-levels. Most people did Spanish systems. So I kind of ended up teaching it to myself and I used these books and the books kind of like made really clear what stuff needed to be memorized and what stuff needed to be understood. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, a lot of stuff in A-levels is memory and like you'll have a blank and you'll need to write something down. So it was literally just repetition. Like I would, for example, I remember for organic chemistry, I had all these sort of, again, spider diagrams of like how to, you know, change different structures between each other and, you know, doing different things. And I would just like draw them like 20 times or something until I could just do it formulas as well like certain formulas you just need to know I would just like keep writing them out until I could remember them and like sometimes I don't know I'd use like stupid mnemonics or like some you know a symbol that reminded me of something like I'm not really sure how the brain works to be honest but it was just like 
through repetition and just writing them down and writing them down and like having like a nice clean set of notes that I just like knew that I needed to revise and like that needed to be committed to memory and then repeating it from that set of notes. Um, that's basically what I did and it worked really well because it was just like a lot of A-levels is just memory stuff. Um, and then for the stuff that's not memory, literally just past papers, which was one of the good things my chemistry teacher did. He would just like print us, like he printed us probably every past paper that has ever existed for biology and chemistry. And we would just do them as tests. He would just be like, okay, let's just keep doing them. Like even if you, even like we started like midway through the semester. So we didn't kind of still know a lot of the stuff that came up. So he was like, when you encounter something you don't know, just put an asterisk leave it and then we'll go through that together so it was kind of like past papers i don't know if that's still a thing because i literally did my a level so long ago but um when i was a student that was like the the literally like the most important thing when revising i wish we had past papers now like if we had past papers at vet school it would make everything so easy like so good <laughs> i why don't we have them? i know I that was the biggest shock i think yeah i came to vet school expecting past papers kind of got here and i was like oh so there's nothing do we not get the old ones and i was like oh, no. it's crazy like it's crazy i just don't get it because my brother like who was a dentist he did dentistry he, he had like a ton of past papers like his uni had past papers at the end of the day the most important thing whether you're doing GCSEs, A levels, an end of unit test, the vet school exam is just to remember why you're doing what you're doing. We it's so easy to get swept up in content and I don't know, learning about things that don't even seem relevant and uh really strange. I don't know <laughs> microbiology concepts or I don't know, equations and things like that. And you forget what the end goal is, you forget you forget that. I am preparing myself and taking the steps I need to take to go and become a vet and it's so easy to lose sight of and it's less less so at vet school because you have those practical sessions with the dogs and the horse and all these animals that make it all worth it and put it back into perspective but at GCSEs and A-levels especially you don't have that reminder it's just keep going keep going keep going you'll get there you'll get there you'll get there and because you don't have them this year and you have these teacher assessments it's so difficult and it's probably again I, I've not experienced that I didn't experience COVID when I was at that stage but I, I can imagine it's so much easier to get swept up in the stress of I don't know what's happening I don't know what's going on and you do lose sight of those end goals and so um this is something I um sort of did through GCSEs and A-levels um I just it's simple I just made um my laptop wallpaper a collage of all like loads of photos from all the different placements i did just because then it sounds it sounds so silly <laughs> sophia's laughing it sounds That's so cute i know That's so it was cute. like <laughs> i get so swept up in like past papers and all these different things and then at the end of the day i close down all my tabs and be like that's why that's why I'm preparing for this interview. That's why I'm learning about simultaneous equations and all these different things. Um, so yeah, that's that's 
the biggest piece of advice is just remember why it's worth it and the second biggest piece of advice is to make sure you do things to relax whatever your way to relax is whether you play a sport whether you just want to go to sleep whether it's spending time with friends or family or going out or watching netflix schedule in your downtime that's why i like a revision timetable because especially at gccs and a levels i'm not as bad with it now but i get so swept up in working and working and working and working until bedtime and then getting up next morning eating my breakfast and just going again and i wouldn't have downtime unless it was to eat or it was like break or lunch at school and even then i did like we did like group like if we had a test coming out we'd do like flashcards with each other during that time so i wouldn't really give myself a break um like and now i'm like so much better with that because i've learned that if i don't schedule in a break i won't do it um so yeah that's that's how i make sure make it a tick box exercise you sort of give yourself all these topics to revise and i'm going to do this past paper i'm going to make these flashcards for this topic but um if you don't schedule in oh yeah and then i'm going to watch one episode of selling sunset you won't do it so um yeah <laughs> sophia <Shirin. laughs> um i love selling sunset isn't it so good but yeah <laughs> if you don't put these things in you won't do them so it is really important um another thing is sounds really silly at first but mindfulness and i don't know doing a little like mindfulness exercise before you go to sleep or if you're feeling really overwhelmed with work and you feel like oh i've hit a brick wall i can't do any more i'm gonna do rubbish in my exams take five minutes and do a little mindfulness exercise and you can get them um in loads of different ways you can get them on spotify youtube there's apps for them i use headspace which is really good and i think we've spoken about this before but it's really important to just step away completely step out of the situation stop taking things into your head because i've i've found once i've got to uni that if i go on my phone during a revision break sometimes that's good but other times it's just more input into my brain it's like i can't i physically i've just been trying to absorb all this information i physically can't take any more in so just five ten minutes to focus on nothing really helps me um and then finally i also find it really useful to sort of not revise in my bedroom and to go to the library or when i was at sick form i used to revise in the sort of the um like the common area um but yeah because i just find it difficult because otherwise if i'm in my room i'm like okay this is my workspace why am i here and relaxing i should be working at my desk that's that's my attitude i don't know about you sophia after after five years at vet school i suppose you've um learned to restrain yourself a lot more yeah absolutely i think we all start from there i think every vet student starts from that place of being you know this very hyperactive very panicky anxious you know prone person and the further you get away from a levels like going you know towards the end of vet school the more you learn that just you know life is really important like life happens every day and you start really caring less about getting 70 or 80 percent and caring way more about like you know that i eat something i enjoyed like that i you know move my body today like that i do some sports that i talk to my family like those things start to become 
exponentially more important. Like grades, you really, they always say that, you know, 50% is all you need. But when you go through it, that literally starts being what you kind of, you don't, you always aim higher, but that kind of is like, you start being content with less, which is quite a traumatic experience to go through, but it is completely worth it because you stop attaching self-worth to grades, which is a very toxic thing that I think we all do because it's so easy because it's a number and it's a grade and you can compare it to someone else, but um, it's, it's really not great for you. And I think my way of kind of dealing with stress and everything, and I think everybody does it in their own way, is just finding kind of your metaphorical warm blanket. And it can be, you know, for some people it's like journaling, like one of my really good friends is like loves journaling. Some people like love making music or playing instruments. Like some people love watching Netflix. Like for me, it's probably like, you know, going out for walks and that kind of thing, or like being with family, watching anime, or like, I don't know, doing something that I consider to be like a nice safe space where I can just like enjoy myself and not feel stressed. Um, and yeah, you'll definitely find it through at school and you'll realize that it's super important. So um, I think we're probably going to end with that because that is the most important thing. Like exams are important, grades, you know, obviously matter. But at the end of the day, we've seen with this pandemic and with everything that mental health is so fragile. So, you know, we want to make sure that we deliver this message to you that, you know, grades count. But at the end of the day, your mind and sort of the way you feel, those things also really matter and they matter way more, I think. Um, so make sure you take care of them and take care of yourself. And yeah, just always, you know, try your best and do your best. And sometimes your best isn't your best, but it's all you can do. So, you know, be kind to yourself at the end of the day, I think is what we're trying to say. Definitely. And my biggest thing is put in the same amount of effort as you would with your work, with your downtime. So make a conscious effort of, oh, I have to, I have to do this revision today. Make it, oh, I have to have my hour of this today. Make sure you do it. Don't become complacent and be like, oh, well, I'll, I won't do it because I've got too much work to do because it will become a vicious cycle. So yeah, remember if you aren't in a good headspace, then the exams aren't going to go well. So look after yourself. That's the best thing. yeah and you're gonna be miserable honestly like exams just get more and more stressful the higher up you go so if you start adapting a positive attitude towards grades and getting through exams like you'll have such an easier time because you're it's like a losing battle honestly like trying to fight exam trying to win is like not how it works you're kind of just trying to survive and get at the end of it like being okay like I remember the first few sort of years I would eat so badly during exams like I would literally just snack from the library snacks and like not eat foods this set of exams like these ones I've literally just finished an exam yesterday so like I've literally just finished exam I was cooking like a full course like meal every day I was eating super healthy like they opened um a sort of like international supermarket close to me so like I was able to get so many cool ingredients like so many cool exotic vegetables and um like really cool stuff that's like made everything better so I was doing all these dishes and like that made it worth it for me whether you know maybe in the past few years I'd be like no I don't have time for this like I'm just gonna eat some crap this time I was like no girl like I'm going to eat something good and then I'm going to study and then it's going to be fine. And then I'll call my parents and then I'll study some more. Like 
you learn to let things go and just honestly just be chill a little bit because it's gonna make everything so easy <laughs> so yeah we hope you kind of we've implanted this mentality kind of early on and um yeah again most important thing take care of yourself because you only have one of you and you know you're the most important thing at the end of the day so um yeah we hope you enjoyed this podcast and we hope um you found it useful and um, it was a lot of fun to do because i think we love talking about our experiences so yeah we hope you found it really helpful bye guys good luck with your exams as well good luck good luck you'll be fine <laughs>We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you find it helpful, then please share with others who you think would find it useful as well. Make sure to subscribe to both our podcast and our YouTube channel with the same name to be notified when our next episode is released. Don't forget to leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Follow us on Instagram at So You Want To Be A Vet for exclusive quizzes, behind the scenes, and updates on all things So You Want To Be A Vet. Remember to follow at Medic Mentor to learn more about opportunities such as workshops, summer schools that will further help you advance your application. If you have any questions or any further thoughts, then please comment them below the Instagram post for each of the episodes. And if you want to hear us discuss something, then let us know. We want to know what will help you. Thanks again for listening and take care, guys. Visit the Vet Mentor website for more ways in which we can help you through your application journey into vet school. This includes a range of national events, summer schools, publications, skills workshops, and our famous Get Into Veterinary Medicine Insight conferences held online. As a subscriber to So You Want To Be A Vet, you can attend these conferences for free using the coupon code InstaVet. See you soon.